Alistair, lovely to meet you. Um, and where are you based, actually? Are you in, you're in South Africa? Yes, I'm in Mosselby, South Africa. So that's on the south coast. How's the weather there right now? It's actually beautiful. We've got quite a stunning day today, which is nice. So, uh, I mean, it's our summer, so... <laughs> I, I, I'm very jealous. It's, uh, I'm looking out the window now, and it's cold and wet. Oh, no. Yeah. That doesn't <laughs> surprise you, really. No, no, no. Growing <laughs> up in Scotland, you know. Ah, <laughs> I'm very days. Excellent. Um, I just wanted to start this by, by reading a little bit from your uh, LinkedIn um, page. Mm -hmm. And it says, um, for the last 10 years, and I don't know if that's current or not, um, I've been working in conservation through marine life companies helping showcase their projects and research across social media. Yeah. In, in the research field, I manage photography and filming of the projects, including editing of the videos. I mean, that sounds right. an amazing thing to be doing. Can yeah. you just expand on that a little bit for us? Yeah, so um, what brought me to South Africa is actually I came to work with a company called White Shark Africa. So they're um, like a cage diving company. So I ran their internship for a few years and then I had my first child. Um, and after maternity leave, I was kind of in limbo, working a bit for White Shark Africa, but not really working. And then um, Enrico Gennari approached me from Ocean Research um, to offer me a job um, doing the social media for his company. So the um, so Ocean Research company I still work for is a sort of marine uh, research company. Um, we also have an internship. Can you tell us a little bit more uh, about Ocean's research? Um, I believe a great part of it is um, research on great whites, or is it much broader yeah. than that? It's much broader, definitely. But I mean, obviously, a large part of it is the, or what brings a lot of interns to to our internship is the white sharks, very popular animal, as I'm sure you can imagine. But we do, um, we study um, a lot of the different marine life here. We not only just other sharks, but um, we do the cetaceans as well. We have studies on those, and um, right down to the the tiny little um, species that we find in the intertidal pools. Uh, lovely. Excellent. It's obviously white sharks that I imagine draw most public attention. Um, yeah. Do you, I mean, what is a great white shark? How would you <laughs> describe a great white shark? And, and where does it fit in, in the incredible uh, niche of the ecosystems? Well, so, I mean, to me, the white sharks are like, you know, the dogs or the puppies of the ocean. Um, so they really do each have their kind of individual personality. Um, they, you get ones that come visit the research vessel and they're really curious and they love sort of like, you know, spy hopping and checking the people out that are on board. And some of them are a little bit... Um, um, standoffish and they'll stay away and they'll maybe cup up on occasion and other ones appear to be a bit more aggressive and there is um, bait in the water of course um, with both cage diving and our research vessel and they'll like constantly try to go for the bait and you only see them when they go for the bait so they each have kind of their own personalities yeah and you get to know the ones that stay around for a little while but you know, being a nomadic species, they never stay around forever, unfortunately. So they'll come and go as they please. Goodness knows where they get to. 
it's, it's um, very, yeah. sorry. There, sorry. No, it's no, no, I was much, just going to say that. They, it's very much tracking of, of the sharks to know where they go. Um, so um, we do have um, a project um, where we do track the white sharks as well. So there is, um, you know, um, uh, acoustic tagging of um, some of the white sharks, um, a limited number of those. Um, some of the other species as well have been have been tracked or um, are acoustically tagged. So Ocean Research um, work with um, um, ATAP, which is Acoustic Tracking Array Platform. Um, and um, a couple of other companies like Ocean Tracking Network, um, and they um, work together to get some tagged marine species. Um, and we have actually receivers here in Mossel Bay that are dotted around South Africa, which can pick up on the animals as they pass by. Uh, I seem to remember from uh, the past um, a bit of information about uh, a particular great white that um, traveled the entire Atlantic to the other side. Um, yeah, is, is, is that a familiar one with you? Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, so apparently, so well, not apparently, she was tagged here in South Africa and traveled all the way to, I think it was the south coast of Australia. So <laughs> quite an amazing journey. Yeah, did, was she um, kept an eye on? Did, did they know what happened to her after that? Um, 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 it was before my time in White Sharks, but I think she was satellite tra uh, tagged. So, I mean, some of those satellite tags can can last a few years. I'm not sure how long this one lasted, but and obviously long enough to collect that data, which is quite amazing. An incredible journey. I mean, there's just so much information <laughs> or knowledge that we have no idea about. It's, it's, it's quite stunning. Mm. I know, I believe, again, don't quote me on this, but I believe she actually like stayed, um, you know, quite deep underwater for quite a period of time during her journey as well, which I find fascinating. I wonder what she was up to down there, you know? Yeah, wow. Um, you dive? Oh, yes, dive? I do, actually. I'm a advanced Naui diver, so <laughs> quite proud of that, you know. But um, yes, I got my advanced last year, so I love doing it. I don't get a lot of opportunities um, to dive. I'd love to dive more, but um, I do um, also sort of partner with my Keeping Alive campaign. I partner with a, a local dive company, and we we run a lot of cleanup dives, which is amazing. So um, I try to join in on those when I can. Do you have much issues there with pollution of, of the material sort plastics and etc our it seems to be that our biggest issue is fishing gear we do have a big um, angling community here um, and we get a lot of visiting anglers and um, the ones that aren't as familiar with the area tend to sort of fish in spots where they snag a lot and those are the areas that we target for our we have a project called clean ocean divers so we target those areas so we can recover a lot of the gear and actually, it's collected, I mean, in one of our dives, we collected a phenomenal, over a phenomenal two and a half kilometers of fishing line. That was one dive with just five divers. It's scary, actually. Yeah, it's the, the quantities of fishing line and nets and other stuff is, is just totally unknown. We have big programs here. Uh, off Cornwall of retrieving nets and fishing gear and it's it's just a constant job really. It is isn't it? I mean Ghost Gear is just it's a 
terrible sort of deadly problem for our marine life so I mean like at least by recovering some of um, unfortunately just recreational fishing gear um, on our part we haven't come across a lot of the the commercial fishing gear which poses an even bigger problem but even the the, the smaller recreational stuff I mean we, we came across a, a cor- the, the corpse of a cormorant um, bird mm. on our last cleanup which is really sad to see and it clearly been hooked and just obviously drowned down there yeah it's and what a lot of people don't realize is that these animals are actually drowning in the nets i mean they're struggling it's it, it's an awful way to end we, we just had in fact this week um i know uh, tuesday last week uh a little item came through uh, we have a, a an organization here called fathoms free and they just brought up a net of cornwall a baby dolphin in it a seal and mm. it's a dead body and people will say, oh, dear, that's a shame. But you don't witness the struggle and the pain that's going on underneath it all. Exactly. And, I mean, you've got to think that these animals um, can sort of stay underwater for a long time. So, you know, it, it's going to take them a long time to drown probably as well. I just can't even imagine. No, indeed. Out of, out of all the, the um, conservation, marine conservation issues that there are, um, where do you think the greatest problems uh, lie? Uh, well, there's a lot, obviously. I still probably looking at um, the variety of problems there are. Um, one of the biggest problems is definitely the fishing industry. Um, you know, a lot of it's unregulated. Um, there's it's mismanaged and. Um, you know, they're taking tons and tons and tons of um, marine species out of the ocean. Um, like, and each trawler can take, you know, goodness knows how many tons. So it's it's definitely, it's got to be a, a, a problem that needs to be addressed. Uh, on Scubaverse, um, you've sent us some lovely articles. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed them a lot. Um it's always hard to gauge what effect one's articles or videos have uh, on public or, or specialists. Do you get very much feedback from the, from the things you write? Um, yeah, some of my blogs have had a bit of attention, which is really nice. So, yeah, um, I think I've had um, quite, quite good feedback on the Scubaverse um, articles I've sent in the past. So that's great, definitely. I mean, I think probably the most attention comes via social media, you know, posting um, a video, especially white sharks, of course, you know. And I've got a few, like, octopus videos and, like, rays and things like that. So they, they seem to be... Um, the more charismatic species um, that um, drives um, feedback and attention, yeah. Get involved with um, schools and education as well with your programs? Yes, um, so I actually have a puppet show. Um, with a puppet show? Yeah. <laughs> It's really nice just to be able to talk to the really young learners, you know, as, as you know, as young as nursery school age. Um, so uh, like, you know, probably from the age of two and um, they can learn about, um, well, it's, it's the puppet shows about like a shark that's a bit sad because nobody likes him. And he talks to other ocean animals that explain to him why he's so important, as well as kind of touching upon all the plastic pollution and how we should, um, how, how we can be better educated on plastic pollution, what we should and shouldn't be doing. So 
I mean, the kids love it. They really enjoy it. And I'm really hoping they learn a bit from it as well. And um, I have obviously spoken to older learners too, but that's more of an honor kind of having a presentation and chatting to them about not just um, the sharks, but again, the plastic pollution. Plastic pollution has been a, a, a very big part of the Keep Them Alive campaign, especially in the past couple of years. We've, we've realized that with shark conservation, it's very hard for people to action. You know, you can have petitions out, you can go and sign petitions, but to do anything of of um, sort of immediate value, it doesn't, it's really hard to action. Whereas plastic pollution, you can start doing today. You can do like one little thing to make a big difference as well with plastic pollution and reducing your use of plastic. So that's why we put our focus more into that, especially because we have a big, um, you know, um, youth following. So kids can kind of get on board a lot easier that way. Yeah, absolutely. It is down to us as individuals. I mean, I know we can often sit back and blame other people or industry or fishing, but the amount of plastic you see from individuals on beaches, roads, coastlines, it's a lot. It, and you know what makes me sad is we, and Mossel Bay is, has a big tourism industry. I mean, granted, not this this summer so much, you know, um, but we have a big tourism industry and um, the visitors that come here, just it's like they don't clean up after themselves, you know, and, and if you speak to any, or not any, not all of them, of course, not all of them, but you speak to some of them about why they're leaving their mess behind and it's like, yeah, but there's people from municipality that are employed to clean up. It's like, that just doesn't seem to be the point, you know. It takes you, you know, one minute to pack away the stuff that you brought with you and put it in the bin behind you. You don't, you know, you're not keeping people in employment by dumping onto the beaches. It's a no. terrible excuse. It, it, it is an extraordinary excuse. It, 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 <laughs> it's crazy. I know it's just a mindset of some people and I think that's what I'm hoping I can change with some of the, our projects as well. Like I think yeah, people need to have it driven right into their heads, you know, exactly what the consequences are. And, and I mean, sometimes you have to make it quite sad and show, obviously, the devastation to our marine life as well. And, and hopefully it hits home and changes people's mindset at least a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Can you tell us just a, a, a little bit more about Oceans Research? Um, I mean, how, how big is... Uh, the setup uh, is it global or is it um local? well i mean we're, we're a small small local outfit but we have um a lot of international interns um that's come um to sort of join our research projects so yeah you know there's just like a, a handful of us in the team um but yeah we get a lot of, of people coming um especially through the South African winter months, because obviously in the UK and the U US, that's when it's kind of break time. And are you always looking for people to to uh, join you or help you out, uh, volunteers? Absolutely. And we mostly get um, um, interns coming 
from the universities that are, you know, doing a marine biology degree or similar. Um, so what's really great is they can get some field research experience. And I mean, that's really hard to find when you're, um, you're doing sort of theoretical work. It's, there's not so much practical work. So at least when you come and do an internship like ours, um, you can say that you've had hands-on experience and it is proper hands-on. I mean, you will probably likely <laughs> um, be hands-on with the sharks at some point in the smaller species that we're tagging you know we've got a different number of different projects on the smaller species okay you might not touch a white shark but <laughs> yeah there are other species that you'll be like properly hands-on with I mean with the white sharks you'll spend time there and um, definitely viewing them and um, getting um, the data for on them but not necessarily hands-on <laughs> sounds wonderful Way to spend your winter. <laughs> exactly. Great. You know, and you know, people obviously a lot of the time come here for the white sharks, but you know how many of them absolutely love the intertidal species by the end of it. And I think it's because it's just you can do that when you go home as well. You go to any of the UK beaches and explore the tidal pools there and you'll see some similar species and they're incredible. They're fascinating little creatures. <laughs> Over the time that you've been out there and working, uh there been um any surprises for you, things you've learned that either you didn't even know existed or, or have altered your way of thinking? Oh yeah, tons and tons and tons. I don't think I knew much about nudibranchs before I came here, but I'm absolutely in love with them now. Yeah, and like nudibranchs are just, they're definitely up there. I've got, okay, I have a long list of favorite species. <laughs> but yeah, nudibranchs are up there. They're the ones that you, you really want to find on a dive. So yeah, I absolutely love um, discovering those. Um, and octopus have become a firm favorite. They're, they're you know, one of my top favorites along with the sharks um oh they, they again full of personality coming across them on our little tidal pool explorations is amazing because i have a, a seven-year-old and she explores the tidal pools with me a lot and it's a, it's just i mean you can see how elated we get when we find an octopus and thankfully we find them quite a bit we know where to look <laughs> They're, they're, they are also one of my favourite animals, the octopuses. It, it, um, I mean, oh, I, I don't know even how to describe the intelligence, the tactile, the, 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 the interactions are, are absolutely stunning. It's like they are definitely sentient, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, do you know, it's people, I don't think people quite believe you when you say so and then you video them and you can see that they're like properly interacting with like the GoPro that I'm putting in there and I mean it's not me I'm not like shoving the camera in their faces and like making them do anything they want to explore and they're really curious and I absolutely love that and I think that the the new movie I don't know if you've seen it that my octopus teacher has brought to light you know um, a bit more information about their personalities as well which is incredible and I mean before I came here I wouldn't have had a clue there were anything like the the animal that they are and that they do have this interaction with you. Yeah, my, my octopus teacher was it was a stunning film. It um, yeah, it was a one-off. Um, I know, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. And you know, occasionally I, I see people with um, the cameras poking them at octopus and then wondering why they're not getting good shots. You yeah. just have to sit there for five minutes and they'll come out and 
one that's exactly what I do. You know? That's it. When when we come across them, that's exactly what I do. I'll I'll put the sort of GoPro in the water and let them come to the GoPro, you know. Or if I've got my phone camera, then we just stand above it. Yeah. So exactly. it's just yeah, they 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 are curious, and I think they can work out whether or not you're like um an angler that's trying to catch you for bait, or if you're just you know not going to be like properly disturbing it, and they can actually approach you. I did an experiment once um, with a spear gun. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm totally anti spear spear guns, but uh, it's just this reef I used to know all the time, and I go down there, and the fish would come in, and and there was an octopus, et cetera, et cetera. And then one day I went down with the spear gun and the difference was extraordinary. Nothing came near me. And what the reasons are, I am not fully sure of. I think you, you, you put off a feeling of your hunting, you know, which they pick up on. Um, but the difference was extraordinary. Yes. No, I feel like like a lot of animals, they just, they're on a completely different level with that kind of thing. It's like, you know, something that us humans don't seem to have in our intelligence is that, well, not necessarily, but like most of us don't have that intelligence to pick up on things like that. I feel like a lot of animals do. I mean, even even your domestic animals can. Yeah, that, that, that's very true. It was interesting, you're talking about nudibranchs and stuff. <laughs> well, one of my um, uh, things that always frustrates me is if, if ever I go with a guide or something in, in, in Red Sea, for example, and if I have a GoPro, which is kind of limited to how small a things you can film, the, um, so often uh, somebody will point out something and I'm thinking, well, what are you looking at, what are you looking at? And then after ages and ages of looking, you come down and they're pointed to this tiny little nudie break <laughs> and I'm having a hard time seeing it and they're, and they're wanting me to film it and I'm thinking I can't. and then they get slightly upset you know that you're wasting okay. their time so. oh no that's why I think one of my favorites is the gas flame I'm not sure where you get all get them in the world but you get them in certainly in the Cape Town waters and they are like you know almost the size of your hand so they're pretty easy to spot and film and they're stunning they're this beautiful sort of like orange and purple and like oh, they're just absolutely incredible yeah I, I, probably my favorite Nidabrang that's ones I like ones great you also get sea hares here i'm not sure if you get them in the uk yes you do yeah you do yeah. oh they're i mean they're not as pretty but they're just something something really amazing about them as well in, in fact sea hares um i spent an extraordinary amount of time trying to film them mating once oh. and it never happened <laughs> oh, no. I mean, they're all so slow. It's like it's like trying to film two lumps of dough together, <laughs> and I ran out of air on many occasions. <laughs> Actually, I, went, I remember getting a picture of, um, I can't remember which species of nudibranch it was, but little, little, very small orange ones. But it looked like they were all in a row, and apparently they were all collectively mating. Wow. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was quite an incredible sight. But it wasn't until afterwards that I you know, showed someone the photo that they, they explained to me what was happening, because I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> so what's, the, what's the future hold for you now, do you think? What would you like to happen now? 
Um, I really hope I can obviously um, keep keep going with um, my endeavours with keeping alive and really, you know, um, spread awareness of all the issues that are facing our oceans um, and continue working with our um, interns through Ocean Research. Um, I get to obviously um, talk to them a lot about my Keeping Alive campaigns as well, which is great. So, you know, I get people all over the world that want to help me out, which is really nice. So if I can just keep keep going with the awareness um my our, our one of our big projects keeping alive like I, I mentioned is our cleanup dives and um, what's really nice is we combine it with um a coastal cleanup so we do on land and in the sea just to sort of compare what kind of um things that we're picking up and i've had really nice support from municipality on land i've already had a, a bunch of um cigarette buttons um, erected um on the local paths where we were finding far too many um so I really, really love, and I mean, I mean, obviously there's going to be quite a bit of red tape, I'm sure, is to set up almost like a mini MPA um, in the specific fishing zone that we target for our cleanup dive. I'm not, I think MPA is going to be too strong a term for it. I don't think that's going to be possible, but at least maybe putting up signs in the area, and I've come up with a tagline, um, fish here, lose gear, but just to put the fishermen off, especially visiting ones, um, just to put them off actually fishing there, because they are going to snag. This, this, the sort of topography of the, of the ocean there is, it's very rocky, and we find so much snagged line, so many hooks, sinkers, etc. I mean, it seems pointless to fish there if all you're going to do is continue to lose gear. So yeah. I can get one, just even one or two signs just saying, you know, not to fish here. <laughs> that would be great. I just know the red tape and it might be hard, but that's my, that's my goal. What would happen if you, just, if you just made one and put it up? Uh, it'll get taken down. Yeah. No, yeah. The municipality are unfortunately um, on top of it. Um, yeah. Also, I think probably the anglers might take it down themselves. Yeah, <laughs> At least if it's a municipal one, it's officially put up there. Nobody's going to touch it. Yeah. I said it's been wonderful talking to you. Nice to meet you. Um, thank you very much for taking no, the time. You. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and thank you for helping me um, get the word out there about um, some of the efforts I've been making with Keeping Alive and Go Dive and Oceans Research. Absolute pleasure. And please do keep sending us um, your articles. I will do, definitely. Yes, thank you. All right. Thanks now. Bye. Bye.